0: Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not the same as personalized therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or to submit a poem for me to read on the podcast, email me at homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. Also, to build our community, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, cojourners. I'm glad you're here for another episode, and I'm grateful we have a poem submission for this week. And the submission is by Aisha Saeed. Uh, but she is submitting a poem that was written by Derek Walcott. The poem is entitled Love After Love. The time will come when with elation you will greet yourself arriving at your own door in your own mirror and each will smile at the other's welcome and say, sit here, eat. You will love again the stranger who was yourself. Give wine, give bread, give back your heart to itself, to the stranger who has loved you all your life, whom you ignored for another, who knows you by heart. Take down the love letters from the bookshelf, the photographs, the desperate notes, peel your own image from the mirror, sit, feast on your life. Oh, Aisha, I love this poem. And you are correct in your message that it really echoes our journey in terms of homecoming and speaks to this important process of fulfillment and healing. And so thank you so much for sending in the poem. It really is a blessing, I know, to all of us on this journey. So today we want to shift and focus on removing boredom from our relationships, combating boredom In relationships. And it is an important aspect of homecoming that we want to be at home in the presence of others, especially in the presence of significant others. And there are several major challenges that often confront relationships that are a threat to relationship health, wellness, and fulfillment. And one of those uh, threats to relationship satisfaction is boredom. And so I want us to begin thinking about first the difference between boredom and being comfortable or content, or peaceful. And this is an important distinction, especially for trauma survivors who may have had relationships that were filled with drama. Uh, Drama, discord, dysfunction, tension, arguments. And so sometimes the absence of those negatives can lead one to put the label on a relationship, oh, this is boring. And we want to really be careful and mindful that we are not mistaking peaceful, healthy communication with boredom, yes? So we want to be really mindful and careful that we have not associated drama and conflict with love. Right. So if we have made that distinction and it's not a matter of I'm missing the toxicity or I'm missing the drama, but in actuality, the relationship has really become boring or I am bored with it. We want to really begin to think about ways we can recognize the boredom and ways that we can address it. And so if you are no longer feeling interested in your partner, interested in their feelings, the things that are important to them, uh, their life's journey, that you have become uh, bored with them, that will have an effect on the relationship. If you find yourself being less attentive to the other person and less attentive and invested in the relationship then that is dangerous for uh, the wholeness of the relationship and the success of the relationship. If you do not like to think about your future with this person or the idea of being with them in the future just feels like uh, more boredom and nothing that you are uh, excited about or interested in, if you would much rather spend time with other people, that you find talking to other people more enjoyable, then it is an indicator that you have grown bored in your relationship. If you find yourself consistently wishing that they were different, uh, not in minor ways. We all have things that we might find irritating about a person, annoying about a person, uh, different than uh, what you would ideally desire. And those might be just minor changes. Uh, but when it really is a, a drastic picture of uh, wanting uh, them to be totally different than who they are, uh, then it really means we have become bored with and maybe some of you even resentful of the person Uh, If you feel you have nothing in common and it may be that you have grown or changed or they have changed and you all no longer have shared interest, or it may be that you never had shared interest. And then you want to think about if we never had anything in common to begin with, what was the draw? Was it that I was so interested or invested in having somebody or anybody um, but I did not attend to or pay attention to uh, our similarities and differences. Uh, you also want to think about uh, the possibility of boredom if you all have difficulty having conversation. And so the conversation is uh, stale or surface or non-existent, or you don't have anything to talk about and you don't enjoy uh, spending time with them. If you, uh, no longer find yourself attracted to them, whether, uh, physically, emotionally, intellectually, spiritually, uh, that there is no draw, then you have become bored and disconnected. And when you no longer appreciate the person. So if we are taking each other for granted, uh, then the relationship has become, uh, boring and stale. And so, uh, this can happen in a relationship over time. And for some people, it happens quicker than others. I want to encourage you to think about, uh, if this is, uh, a trait in some ways of yours that you get very excited. And then as soon as the person is interested or, uh, very rapidly, it's no longer of interest to you. And if that is the case, it may not be that the relationship is boring, but that really you have trained or programmed yourself uh, to only enjoy the chase or the pursuit of trying to get someone. And then as soon as they show up for you and you are in relationship, now suddenly uh, you're bored and looking for uh, kind of the next conquest or the next person to seduce or to win uh, or to uh, convince of your worthiness. And so uh, when we are in relationships over time, there is a level of knowing and knowing being known and knowing another uh, may be uncomfortable for you, may feel to you like that's not sexy or exciting. Uh, and so it is going to be for you cultivating and learning what it means to have a sustained interest, uh, what it means to discover and rediscover yourself and the other person uh, even over time. And so to really uh, show up with intimacy, with closeness, uh, with trust and with compassion, Uh, This uh, requires intentionality and effort. And so uh, we want to uh, consider that when we have lost interest uh, in a relationship, often we will stop investing in it and we will start investing our attention in other places and spaces. So it is really a threat to a relationship and we don't want to ignore those warning signs. We want to pay attention to that and really interrogate and reflect uh, within yourself of are you willing to continue to show up? Are you willing to put in the effort to try to revitalize, to revive, uh, to re-energize this relationship? and to do that uh, consistently over time. So to shift out of boredom or to combat boredom in a relationship is not a one-time effort. It's not like, oh, we're bored. Let's do this one activity on this one day and then it will be fixed, right? It is an ongoing uh, commitment to really deepening the relationship And so I want to give you a number of strategies to help combat uh, boredom in your relationship. Uh, One of the first things I want to name is the importance of meaningful and deeper communication and conversation. And so sometimes we have forgotten that the other person is actually interesting because our conversation is so routine and surface, right? So you may just say, how was your day? It was fine. How was your day? It was fine. What do you want to eat? Okay, let's eat. And that's, you know, and then we're in silence, right? And so to really uh, reflect on both old interest areas and perhaps new ones that will take the conversation into a richer place, a deeper place, that sometimes the person you are with has a depth that is not being tapped into. They may have uh, a wisdom, a knowledge, a humor uh, that has been muted, and yours may be as well. And so to uh, set the intention of really engaging in a more intimate way. So that is both deeper conversations about yourselves and about each other that are more revealing and transparent, uh, but also deeper conversations about things that are happening uh, in the world. Right. So. Uh, what are your passion areas? What are your, what are their passion areas? What are the issues, uh, that are of concern to you? It may be in your family, on your job, uh, in the nation, in your community, and then really, uh, trying to explore that with the other person so that, uh, we can engage. It also may mean that you need uh, some activities or hobbies that are not uh, always together, right? If we spend all day and all night together doing all of the same things, uh, then often we don't feel we have something to bring to the table or something to talk about because The other person saw everything you saw, heard everything you heard, watched everything you watched, right? And so, uh, if you have lost sight of yourself, then, uh, there can be really this shallow place, this surface, superficial place we have entered, which is why ongoing homecoming is important because the more I explore and am in tune with myself, with my heartbeat, With my interest, uh, with my concerns, with my fears, with my hopes. When I am in tune with that, there's nothing boring about it, right? And so then we can create space to be able to really share with each other, uh, on that level. It also is going to be important to revive your, uh, date nights or date, uh, daytime, uh, gatherings and get togethers uh, if those have died off, if you're not really spending time and planning uh, to do things together. So it can help to really brainstorm what are some things you're interested in doing? What are some things they're interested in doing? What would you all like to do together? Perhaps they are long-term interest, things you have never gotten to do, or it may be something new that occurs to you, which might require uh, some research on your part to look and see uh, outside of the box what is there to do. Uh, Sometimes things have gotten boring because they are so routine, right? They were always uh, doing the same thing going the same places, ordering the same foods, talking to the same people. And so to be able to uh, step out of the box and try something new and different, uh, going to a different type of event, it might be a concert, it might be a sports event, uh, it might be a poetry coffee house, it may be out for a walk, but going for a walk in a new place and uh, it can also energize you to uh, connect with other couples. And so to not only uh, enjoy your time with each other, but to connect with uh, other couples that are either long-term friends, or it may be new friends and new opportunities to mix and mingle and have conversations uh, that help you to see each other again in, in new ways, uh, sometimes we have lost appreciation uh, for the other person because we are looking at them from a very uh, narrow perspective. And so being able to engage with the other person in different environments can remind you what uh, was the draw from the beginning, can remind you uh, the vastness and depth of the person that you may be overlooking. Uh, it is also going to be important to set the goal of being intentional that I want to bring happiness to this person's life, right? I want to bring a sense of peace to this perp- person's life. I want to be thoughtful in the way that I show up uh, in this person's life. And that is a way of uh, loving, of honoring, of not taking for granted, Right. And as we do that, to also be willing to share if there are things that they do or have done in the past uh, that made you feel appreciated, seen, loved, heard, valued, prioritized, uh, to remember what those things are and to share how much you appreciated them. Often we lead with complaint um, about what someone is not doing and why we are bored with that, Uh, but did they ever do it, right? Are there times, and it may be that it was in the beginning, uh, but what were the ways in which uh, you found uh, it, them, and the relationship fulfilling, uh, exciting, engaging, uh, that you looked forward to you all's interactions? What was uh, creating that and to communicate that? It also is going to be important uh, to think about revitalizing uh, touch, right? That sometimes a part of boredom can also be uh, physically and sexually. And so we may start to neglect each other. And so if you can be mindful and thoughtful about uh, being spontaneous with your touch, being open to exploration, uh, being expressive about your feelings, not only with words and with task or time, uh, but also with touch. And as we are thoughtful and mindful about reaching for the other person uh, consistently, it can revitalize the energy in the relationship and it can help us to think uh, more intimately about our connection uh, so that we are not uh, taking it for granted, not neglecting the relationship, both physically and also emotionally. We want to also name, and this one may feel like an opposite or a surprise, uh, but the value of disagreement, right? Sometimes a lack of um, argument or conflict or disagreement can be not that we are so in tune with each other, but that someone or both people are silenced uh, and or have given up, right? That uh, when, like, I really don't care anymore. So this bothered me or I don't like it. Um, but I'm so checked out and uninvested that I'm not even concerned enough to share my concern, right? And so we don't want to mistake silence and um, the appearance of 100% agreement to mean that we're in a good place. Uh, We want to really check in with ourselves and check in with the other person to make sure we're not in a place of complacency um, or uh, hidden uh, unfulfillment, or in some ways that we uh, have surrendered, that this will never be any good, so I might as well not say anything, right? And so to re-engage And to shift out of the boredom and complacency means that I'm willing to share with you, right? That I'm willing to share if something hurt me, I'm willing to share if something bothered me, I'm willing to share that I have an opinion or a thought that is different than what you just expressed, right? So it's not that we are looking to quote unquote pick fights or create arguments for argument's sake but we are trying to have a level of homecoming and intimacy that is based in authenticity, uh, which is based in honesty, which is based in truth. And when you have two people who had different lives before they got together, who grew up differently perhaps, who have different personalities, uh, who have a different style or approach, there are going to be things we don't agree on And what a gift it is when I can be emotionally safe and connected enough in a relationship to be able to share uh, what I feel, what I think, what I believe, what I desire, what I need, what I fear, what I hope, right? Even if that is different than the other person's perspective, and so we want to be uh, mindful about showing up in honesty. We want to be mindful about breaking up our old routines. And I mentioned spontaneity, you know, when it comes to physical touch or sexually. Um, but we also want to think about spontaneity in other aspects of our lives, right, uh, in terms of when uh, the order of our day and how the order of our day usually flows or how our week usually flows, that there can be a gift in routine and there can also be a gift in surprise, right? And it also shows effort that I was thinking about this person, that I was thinking about the relationship and that I am not just waiting for them to do something new or exciting or thoughtful, but that I am willing to uh, do those things as well. And so what is the last thing you did to try to have a pleasant surprise for your partner? And that could be big or small, right? It doesn't have to be huge. Some people hear surprise and they think, oh, a big surprise party and I don't have money for all of that or a surprise trip and maybe I don't have money for all of that. Uh, But there are little ways uh, that we can surprise each other, right? With a love note, with a call, with a text, with a small, thoughtful gift, uh, by preparing their favorite meal, um, by dressing up on a regular day. Uh, And so what are the ways we can bring uh, surprise and energy into the relationship? That can also include... Uh, changing our environment, right? So uh, if you are living together, if you're in the same space, uh, sometimes not only has the comfort conversation and intimacy become routine, but the actual space, like nothing has changed in here for years, right? And so thinking about, uh, again, whether large or small, what are ways that we can shift this space so that it will invite our creativity, that it will invite us to show up differently with each other. Uh, And so for you to just take a look around, look around uh, your bedroom, look around your living room, uh, what are things that you could shift that would even for yourself bring in either new energy for you that when you see it, you find that visually exciting, um, or for the other person, you know, given what you know of their taste and interest, what can you do in the space uh, that will reflect that? And then it's going to be important to uh, revive your flirtation, right? When is the last time you flirted with your partner? When you were uh, interested in the beginning, uh, often you know, we make all kinds of whether uh, facial expressions or verbal comments or a certain look or dressing a certain way uh, in order to get their attention or to make them smile, uh, to move their heart in a particular way. And uh, over time, we can stop doing those things because you say, oh, you know, I know I have them right? They're going to be here. I already know they're uh, invested in, you know. And so again, that's the taking uh, someone for granted. And so to lift the mood and the energy in the space, I invite you to think about, uh, flirting with your partner, right? What does that look like for you? And I know some of you will say, you know, I've never been flirtatious or it's just not my thing. So, what that looks like for you may be different, right? It's not the same for everybody. Um, but to reflect on when I was uh, excited about this person, uh, how did I express it? How did I convey it? How did I communicate that? And how can I go back to that and revive that uh, in a way that can bring uh, joy to us, in a way that can really uh, take uh, the relationship to another place and another level uh, if you have decided that your relationship is worth saving? And that's going to be an important question for you is, do I want this to work? Do I really care about this person? Uh, Do I really love them and desire them? And so how do I want to better uh, show up for them and show up for the relationship? It is also going to be important, interestingly, uh, to spend some time reconnecting with yourself. When you feel lost, when you feel disconnected, When you are not at home with you, then you've been doing everything in service of this person and perhaps it has gone into resentment because you're not nurturing yourself, right? Which takes us to our opening poem. For me to love myself, for me to nurture myself, and for me to nourish myself creates a platform, creates a launching pad me to then be able to show up in love for you. So it is my hope that as you are becoming more at home with yourself, that you are also learning to be more at home in your relationships and home is not boring. At home with ourselves, there is passion and excitement and joy and love and beauty. I invite your soul to tell your heart Mind, body, and spirit welcome home.